So, I think I'll start with this. Have you guys ever seen this before? Some of you, I've brought it in here, isn't it? Haven't I? It's called A Bed of Nails. It's a terrible name. We should come up with a better name for it. But for me, it's a really good um, example of when we talk about this unified field. It's a good metaphor for that unified field, that there is a field of substance that we refer to as God. We might call it the universe. We might call it great spirit. We might call it love, life. There are a lot of different words that we use, but... God is the one that most of us are familiar with and some of us are really uncomfortable with because we were taught that God was something outside of ourselves that we had to be in worship of. Uh, It's a very interesting relationship, that, huh? Like there's something out there that needs us to tell it how good it is if we want any favors from it. But here at Unity, we have a different perception of that. And we perceive God more as a field, um, less as human. And so we know that our thoughts have the ability to move that field. And science is more and more each day telling us that that's possible, that we can make things happen in that field by how we think and how we feel and what we do. And so you can do all kinds of cool things in it, right? You make all kinds of interesting things happen. So it it helps me to look at this and remember that we're moving something. We're moving something by how we think and what we do. Hi, Lynn. Welcome home. Glad to see you. She's just back in town. Um, So as we think about this, it's important this morning because gratitude is a thought, isn't it? And gratitude is a feeling, and it moves something, When we feel gratitude, when we express gratitude, when we think gratefully, we're moving the fabric of life. And so there's a different reason for exploring gratitude. We are not doing it just to be worshipful. And we're going to talk more about that. But first, let's watch this video. You need anything more than that? (laughs) It's just about perfect, isn't it? So... What if every day was like that? What if every day you woke up as though it were the first day and the last day? And the only thing you really had to do in that day was notice all the nuances of life, all the things that you have to be grateful for. How different would we live? There's a Buddhist tenant uh, that speaks to impermanence. And it, it, to paraphrase, and you've heard me say this a couple of times this year because it's on my heart right now. To paraphrase it, it simply says, impermanence, once we expect it and understand it and accept it, is the key to joy. If we understand that there is no guarantee for tomorrow, there is no guarantee for this afternoon, if we understand that all things are impermanent in this plane of existence where we live, that there is a state of impermanence, then we live differently in relationship with all of the other people around us, all of the things we enjoy, don't we? Life becomes very different. And 
What is different about unity in regard to this is that different from some other spiritual traditions that put their focus on eternal life after this time, we put our life in the hands of heaven on earth. We truly look to create heaven each day and have faith that what happens after this lifetime will happen. But we're not here to earn our way to heaven. We are here to bring heaven here, to truly live in the heavenly moment that is this present moment right now. Gratitude is a great key to that. Stevie, would you put that quote up for me? This is a quote from Ernest Holmes. It says, an evolved soul worships God. An evolved soul worships God. It's interesting to me because I have a tendency to think differently about that. I, um, I'm not much of a worshiper. I don't think of myself as needing to worship something out there. Because what is it that we really understand about God? What, what is God? So, in Lessons in Truth, Emily Cady explains some concepts about God that are really valuable for this conversation. One of those is that God is not powerful. God is power. You see the difference between those two? God is not powerful. God is power. God is not loving God is love. Really different perceptions, aren't they? God is not omniscient, meaning God doesn't know everything. God is omniscience. God is all knowledge. And we are one with all of those things. We are one with that unified field that holds all power all love, all knowledge. And the great skill that we're trying to develop is the ability to feel ourselves connected to that field. To not just create our individual identity, which we do very well. We're really good at this part. But to understand that we can hold that identity and still be at one with all that is. Because what we think is, in order to be at one, I have to let go of who I am. I have to have no more identity. I have to become one and forego me. But the only difference between this and this is movement. What you see in this field, is made entirely of the same stuff, isn't it? Just taking a particular form. The same is true for us. When we're one with all power, all knowledge, all love, we remain who we are. We simply realize who we are. And once we truly recognize that, we have the ability to do all kinds of things that we didn't realize because we weren't accessing it. So we were here one day and, and talking about getting things cleaned up around here and what needed to happen. And one of the things that needed to happen at that, and this was last year, was that we needed to get 
a bunch of leaves up from underneath the trees. And they had fallen, kind of as they do sometimes in Colorado, where it suddenly gets cold and the leaves fall right all off the tree at the same time. And one of our volunteers came, and I was thinking, oh, we have to have rakes and bags and all those things we have to have. And the person who came, came with a, a leaf blower. And the job was done in no time. Well, this was some new tool. I had not even considered what if we had a leaf blower. Maybe we should have a leaf blower. What if there's a tool that makes it easier to understand our oneness? What if there's a tool that really moves us? And we have it. We all have it. But it's stored in the garage of our minds somewhere, and we're not even thinking about it. We're not even connecting the pieces for how easy this work could be. That piece that we're looking for, that tool that we're looking for is gratitude. Gratitude is the thing that will move us into a feeling of oneness, into access to all power, access to all love, access to all knowledge, all wisdom. It's gratitude that does that. So there's, there's this idea that there's a God outside of us and that God outside of us needs to be worshipped. And I, as I was thinking about this this morning, I was thinking, can you imagine if you walked out of here today and there was a line of ants and they all took a moment just to bow to you as you came by, as you leave today. Now, besides the fact that it might be a little bit amazing, would it do anything else in the world for you? No. If you're all power, all love, all knowledge, you don't need anything to bow to you. You need nothing from that. That's, that humanizes this field. And we think that, we have to, that worship means... We have to somehow beseechingly go and tell you you're wonderful. Oh my gosh, you wonderful field. Thank you for being there. <laughs> Means nothing. Means nothing. Worship is not about building up the ego of some humanized God. Worship is a, is a word that we could replace with Attention. When we worship something, we give our attention. We turn our focus. We decide what we will notice in the field around us. We look for that which reminds us who we really are. And we move away from those things that pull us back into an unhealthy vision of that. It takes an evolved soul to worship God. An evolved soul knows that worship is to notice, to notice what's happening around us. And gratitude is that. It's our ability to notice. And when we notice, our state of being changes, doesn't it? How many of you have said, I hope I never get up one day here living in Colorado Springs and forget to notice how beautiful that mountain is? I hope I never get so used to it that I fail to notice it. Do you think it's going to go away if we do? Oh my gosh, what happened to our mountain? I'm pretty sure it was there yesterday. No, it's not going anywhere. 
What changes for us if we don't notice it? What changes is how we feel, right? When we see that mountain, it does something to us. It opens our heart a little wider. It makes us feel connected to something beautiful. Our state of being changes. Whatever it was that was on our mind, for one minute, goes away. While we notice that changing face that is that mountain. The same thing is true when we're in gratitude. When we're in gratitude, we're noticing what's happening in the field that is the infinite. And when we notice it, it's for us that we notice it. It changes us, how we feel, how we move, what we're able to do in the world. The field is not going away, guys. It's always going to be there. It, it, if it goes away, we're going away. It's what we are, what we emerge from. It's not going away. But the gift of gratitude is that we notice it and it changes our state of being. And that is worship. When we call ourselves to worship, we call ourselves to notice to notice the beauty around us, to notice the wisdom, to notice those things that remind us that there's something more in the world. And this is important this week, isn't it? This is important this week. Yesterday I wrote about this week. To me, the most important day of this week is Wednesday. Because on Tuesday, what's going to happen happens. And on Wednesday, we have to decide who we're going to be. On Wednesday, we have to figure out what we do next. And there will be many, many people who choose to sit in fear, choose to sit in frustration, choose to sit in the, the worship of everything that could possibly go wrong what will you worship on Wednesday? Where will you place your attention? What will you give all power? Will you give all power to beauty, to peace, to grace, to the understanding that within the field of our creation is all knowledge? Or will you begin to empower limitations? doesn't matter who you vote for. It matters what you do afterward. It matters what you choose to believe. If your candidate doesn't win, what if that other person is the one person whose job it is to inspire the next younger person who will save the planet? We don't know the why we don't know. All we know is we have a system. We all get to vote. Some, some of us like the system. Some of us don't like the system. But whether we do or not, it's what we have. And I, I ask you to consider as you sit here in a unity church, as you sit here as people who devote your life to learning 
that you are connected to the oneness of the divine, that you move the power of the universe, I ask you to give great consideration to the responsibility you have for who you will be the day after. It's a very powerful and important decision for us to make. And there are a lot of things that you can worship the next day. Whether you like the outcome or you don't like the outcome, that mountain is still there. The beauty around us is still there. The electric lights and running hot water are still there. That little child in the back room, in the back corner there, still there. Hope is still there. Peace in your heart is still available. Who will you be? Because we know something in science. We know that if a high vibration meets a lower vibration, the nature of vibration is that the lower vibration will raise. We know that. Will you be the higher vibration or the lower vibration this week? What will you say to be this? What will you say to someone who feels differently than you do? Will you speak with them about, yes, how horrible things could be? Or will you speak the words of hope? And will you be able to speak hope if this election doesn't turn out the way you want it to? It's your choice. It's your choice. You are the creator no matter what you choose to speak. So I hope that you'll take all the things that we work on here and put them into practice in this that could be a very difficult moment because that's when it really counts. I hope that you will put your worshipful heart towards that which is potential in the field that is all love, all power, all knowledge. I have some quotes for you. Thich Nhat Hanh said, walk as if you're kissing the earth with your feet. That would change everything if we did that, wouldn't it? Walk as though you're kissing the earth with your feet. Oprah Winfrey says, true forgiveness is when you can say thank you for that experience. Okay. I'll work on it. Maya Angelou said, let gratitude be the pillow upon which you kneel to say your nightly prayers. Ooh, I like that one. William Arthur Ward said, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. And Robert Brault said, enjoy the little things for one day you may look back and realize they were the big things.